Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host, the General Mozziger, the <laughs> Manajazer, Mozzigenin, Mozziginer, General Mozzie, <laughs> yes, General Mozzie. Salute. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, everybody, relax. You're standing up so straight; it's like making me feel weird. <laughs> private slouch. <laughs> Damn it, private slouch. <laughs> Private is, slouch is, here, sir. Is 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 tell is saying private slouch what you do when you're in like eighth grade and you're trying to get your boner to go away so you can get out of your desk. Yeah, the the bell went <laughs> off and you're like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, pretend like I'm still drawing and didn't notice the bell here for about a minute and a half. I'm real tired today. <laughs> I have so many textbooks to carry in front of me. Oh my god. But anyway, we're not here to talk about boners. We're here to talk about the Super Bowl, um, which may give you a boner, depending on how much you like football. Yeah. So we uh, <laughs> we didn't quite get the matchup we were predicting. And um, I know we were both a little, I don't want to say disappointed, but we were hoping for something a little spicier. But we'll take this. This is probably this is probably the best matchup. I mean, I think it's been a while since we've had both one seeds in the Super Bowl, actually. I need to check that exactly, but it's been a few years like at been least. It's been yeah. like maybe five or six years, right? At least, probably. Were we could the probably Panthers, check that pretty Broncos, easily. Were, were they both one seeds? I'm gonna guess seven years ago. What's your guess? Um, mine would be that Super Bowl. So that's 2015. Yeah, we're close. It was. It, oh, it was uh, Eagles and Patriots. Ah, there you go. Is that 2017? Uh, yeah, I think that was the, was it the 2017 Super Bowl or the 2017 season? 2017 wow. season, right? Yeah. 2017 season. Yeah. So, six, five, five seasons ago. Yeah, that's right, pretty so good. Yeah. yeah. Every five years, the cycle <laughs> starts anew, right. and we get two yeah. one seeds in the Super Bowl. I, I, was, I was trying to get around there, but it didn't work. No, it was good. You know, we got there. <laughs> um, I would have just preferred one of the other AFC teams, even though... I think this is probably realistically like one of the best games you can hope for this year. Oh yeah. Both of these two teams. Phillies had kind of a cake schedule in the playoffs. They got Daniel Jones and then Brock Purdy for about a a drive. (laughs) Followed by Josh Josh Johnson Johnson for the rest of the half. And then, and then McCaffrey question mark meme. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't know. That being said, we're not trying to say Philly's like a sham because technically everybody in the league's a sham this year. But right. there was there was at least in my opinion, and I think by like a lot of stats, like a clear top six of like Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Niners, and then Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Yeah, and those all those six all made it to the final eight. So yeah, really saw that kind of hit. The Cowboys were just unfortunately in the division with the Eagles, but. 
on to the game itself. Um, I am picking Kansas City to win this game. The The spread is Philly minus one and a half and the total is 51. So by extension, I'm taking Kansas City to cover. There we go. I believe I am as well. Like as of today, it, I have gone back and forth on it. I think the Eagles should be favorites and they are. I think that Kansas City should be the underdog, and I think I'm taking the underdog in this one. I don't know. There's just a... I don't feel like Philly's defense matches up well against Kansas City's offense. Yeah, there, there's a very clear path of attack for Kansas City here, and I had a tougher time finding it for, for Philly. Like, for Kansas City, it's kind of a... Kelsey and the running backs will be featured. <laughs> yeah that so i looked through and i saw that uh phillies phillies played like no tight ends this year so and when they, last have... week they had yeah <laughs> last week they had kittle but no one could get in the ball they played hawkinson like really early on when he was with the lions they got dalton schultz once that's pretty much it that they yep. played um we've seen games of like 60 plus yards from chigo conquo and juan johnson and also Lord's Cager, but that was the week that didn't really matter. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, we've seen some, like, not notable guys get some production at tight end. I think it's just a product of the teams they played. They like they play so many teams that don't use or don't have tight ends. So, I think we, we both kind of agreed this defense and, and Kansas City's propensity, like, on offense, kind of just fought, has got to funnel a lot to Travis Kelsey. To Kelsey and the other tight ends, I think you are going to see all three of them out there. I don't know if it's going to be a a three touchdown to three tight end kind of day, but (laughs) I do think it is possible that they have a heavy dosage of tight end because it's, in my opinion, it has been a weakness of theirs. They just haven't really gotten that exploited yet. Um, And the Chiefs, when they have to do that, are very good at doing that. Yeah, it's kind of like they've got Travis Kelsey or something. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like using all of them. Yeah, they make good use of Noah Gray and Jody Fortson as well. Mm-hmm. Which, having him back is helpful. They also have uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire back. But hey. I, I'm, I'm more so just noting that because I think he kind of just replaces Ronald Jones. I don't expect Clyde to really get in the rotation much here, if I'm being totally honest. Just because he's been out so long and he was kind of getting benched anyway. Yeah, he'll be useful though if one of the other guys gets banged up or needs a play to rest. You at least yeah, he's, have him he's back better there. depth for sure than Rojo is, I'd say. And so with with those running backs, I'm very torn on which one I like more because there's there's two ways I'm looking at this, and it's it's kind of the same reason I like Kelsey's kind of the same reason I like the running backs. the The corners are really strong, obviously, like for Philly, like that's a huge mismatch in favor of Philly against the Kansas City receivers. Their right. defensive line's really good. It's like we obviously have that like weak linebacker spot for Kelsey, but we also have a really good Kansas City O line that will give these running back chances like one on one against these linebackers, and they're probably going to need to catch some passes to help you know nullify the line some too. So I think they're both going to catch passes. Obviously Pacheco is going to get more runs, but. We know McKinnon has a nose for the end zone, and I'm kind of curious, like, what his involvement is. Because last week, like, you, like, like you kind of predicted, we saw more Pacheco catches. So I'm kind of curious, like, did we get more just actual routes from McKinnon? Do we keep getting Pacheco screens? Or, like, how do, how do you think that part breaks down? I do think you're going to get some Pacheco screens. Um, I would I would predict that. 
because once, I don't know, with Reed's offenses, once they kind of find something, they usually tend to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've seen that, you know, the one playoff year it was just Daryl Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it was or was great. it Daryl or Damian? No, that was Damian. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Other D Williams. <laughs> the Chiefs have a thing yeah. for, you know, those D Williams. MD Williams. I'm very curious to see what Jonathan Gannon does uh, for the Eagles defense here. If I'm him, uh, which I'm not, but if I were, I I would probably put Darius Slay on Kelsey. (laughs) I'm really curious what they're going to do with that. Like if they're going to try to put someone on him, because like the Chiefs don't really have a number one wide receiver. Yeah, it's (laughs) basically Kelsey. It it is him. So I, I I don't know how like. I'm really not sure how that matches up, though. Like, could it would slay work on Kelsey? Like, would they pick someone else to go on him? Well, like, the what I'm assuming is they're just going to stick CJGJ on him. Probably. With, um, with one of the other safeties. And then they'll let Slay and Bradbury hold it down on the outside. Uh, so, Kansas City can do a lot, and that's what makes them so dangerous and very hard to predict. If you if they put four wide receivers out there, none of them are the number one. So yeah, like one's gonna have Slay and one will have CJGJ and one will have Bradbury. But then you've got this fourth guy who's basically as good as any of the rest of them, who might mm-hmm. just be free. And we know that Mahomes can hit that. So I I do think there is a wide receiver for the Chiefs in this game that's gonna do well. And I am not gonna tell you who it is because I don't know who it is. <laughs> We never know. It's a. It's just so hard to tell. <laughs> Maybe it'll be. Um, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up being Juju if he's healthy. Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious because, like, I wonder if they're gonna try to just like lock down Juju to MVS and be like, okay, if anybody else does anything, and the receivers will live with that. Like, <laughs> which that could be a strategy too. And like, yeah. I also don't know, like. Kansas City is kind of weird because they'd like to get a lot of multiple tight end sets in, but you mentioned like getting a bunch of receivers out there. Like, do they do that to try to pretty much waste the cores on receivers and get a really easy matchup for Kelsey? Right. So their personnel is probably going to change throughout the game a lot. Um, for fantasy purposes, that's going to make it really tough because you're probably going to get one opportunity for your guy to get that catch. And if they get it, then you're probably winning. And if they don't, then they're probably not going to get another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For just for the wide receivers, it's Juju and MVS on the field pretty much all the time. And then it's like a rotation. Is it going to be Tony? Is it going to be Sky? Is it going to be Watson? Like, it's just, you never know. It's so, I just haven't seen anything from Sky more. Like, I feel like I haven't. He got a lot of targets last week, but I think it was out of necessity somewhat. Yeah, they did lose a lot of people in that game. Mm, yeah, everyone went down. Everyone went he di- down. He didn't, hey, he didn't muff punts. He did not muff punts. <laughs> Sky muff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, Wayne line, a, little, a little Wayne line waiting to happen. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Getting head on an airplane call that Sky muff. Uh, anyway. I'm thinking like more theatrical, like, oh, we up in a plane. Oh, shit. It's going down. Scott Muff. Scott <laughs> Muff. A little um, more set up. Anyway. So yeah, is, uh, picking the wide receiver. I, I'm not going to say MVS. I think that he'll be someone they actually try to account for. 
mm-hmm. and protect. Um, and I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say Sky more either. So for me, I guess it's kind of Tony or Juju is where or Watson I'm... <laughs> or Watson. <laughs> God damn! Just to muddy it up even more. Yeah, it's so tough to pick one. Like. Like you said, some someone's gonna do something, but as a general, I had them as a mash because like you've got well, like four options, five options, and you know there could be multiple that work out, but like there, there might just be one that's right. So like obviously, if you're playing in like a big tournament, if you're doing like a multi-entry thing, like getting that one right is probably pretty fucking important. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's more so. My thought is just like whoever is the least popular go that way just because no <laughs> one actually knows what's going to happen with the receivers. Yeah. Because it's such a shitty matchup on that front. That's why like the bang, the first thing I read in bangers was Kelsey. And then as a duo, Kansas city running backs, it's just like, again, the matter of picking them. Like I kind of had more interest in McKinnon, not over Pacheco then, but then I do like did in comparison to last week, just because his, like if he's out running routes, like he might get kind of like, I don't say lost in the shuffle, but if it's all those corners on the receivers, I won't say air receivers, but you know, if if the corners are winning their matchups, it's either going to be Kelsey or running back. So yeah, and then I guess we should I guess mention Mahomes' ankle, even though to be honest, I think at this point you can expect that he's at least going to be really good from the pocket if he's not scrambling, but he probably will force himself to scramble on some because it's the super. Yeah. Like he's definitely not a hundred percent. And I think he even said that, yeah. but yeah, the, the throwing should be, yeah, it'd be a lot easier. Like the, the, one of the big issues was his pain throwing deep and like trying to plant and get power on it. And right. even if that's not like gone, it should be diminished in that like extra week of rest. So that'd be helpful. Yeah. Between and then, him and Hertz in any uh, lineups, do you just go with the cheaper one? <laughs> so I'm actually going to talk about Hertz next here as we kind of transition to the Eagles. Because Hertz, like, we were talking about this last week. He was kind of missing throws. He actually looked pretty bad last week. Yeah. Like, he like... was sailing throws <laughs> mm-hmm. 15 the, yards uh, overhead. Yeah, that, like, that game could have been a lot. I mean, obviously, their defense was dominating too, but they just ran all day. But yeah, his because it it's a throwing shoulder, so it's it's it has definitely impacted him. It was pretty apparent last week. So like these two weeks are helpful for him too. So yeah, I, I'm not sure how hundred percent he'll be, but I I like Hertz a lot this week. I don't know how I'm picking between him and Mahomes if I can only go one because I think I might choose Hertz, but it's really close. I don't know. I can't remember what the prices are. I haven't looked at the prices a ton. But my thing is so. Hertz is gonna be Hertz is more likely to be a part of all the touchdowns and more of the offense. Like Kansas City sometimes forgets to run because Andy Reid sometimes forgets about that being a part of the game on occasion. <laughs> yeah, but he does. like like Pacheco could do it or like they could get a sweep in from a receiver or something. Like there are ways for Mahomes to not score, but I think I think the rushing scores are gonna be Hertz and if you know, obviously the throwing is the quarterbacks, but I'm not. I'm not expecting much from Sanders. Obviously, it could be him or it could be fucking Boston Scott. But I like Jalen Hurts on the ground a lot in general this game. So his rushing production could make up for any touchdown gap too. True. Yeah, like he might throw it to Boston Scott. You know, 
that's just such salt in the wound. Could you imagine if that's like the game-winning touchdown for our resident Chiefs fan? <laughs> who, who absolutely hates Boss's guy. <laughs> oh, I guess. That's pretty funny. Um, so one of my interesting things with Hurts, though, I had out here with why I like him so much. I was having a tough time finding how Philly was going to attack Kansas City. Were you, were you kind of like also in that boat? Um, yes and no. I think that it, this game will be a tale of two halves. So I think that like, if I'm going to place bets, I'm probably going to bet that the Eagles win the first half and the Chiefs win the second half in the game. Um, cause I think the second half adjustments they make will, will stymie a lot of the Philly offense in the second half, especially with Spagnolo back there. So for the first half, I kind of see it for the Eagles kind of going all according to plan, which is Hertz is doing well. They're not really getting much pressure on him. He's hitting Goddard and AJ Brown. Devontae Smith is making some crazy catches. So I think it's pretty straightforward for me in the first half. It's the second half that is going to be a lot more difficult to kind of parse through what I think is ultimate the like who I should be taking from the mm-hmm. Eagles. Yeah, the, the matchups weren't as clear-cut to me, but one thing that kind of stuck out was um, how Kansas City defends running. Um, they have been... If your name is not Josh Jacobs and you're a running back, you're not doing much against Kansas City on the ground. Right. Or Samaj P. Ryan, weirdly enough. Um, <laughs> that was a very random one. But quarterback rushing has been effective against them and not even like not necessarily even design runs like scrambles like we saw burrow exploit this last week mm-hmm. it would the middle of the field would get cleared out and burrow had just wide open lanes or uh, as as a country song says like wide open spaceships um <laughs> yeah spaceships that's what it's about right it's about aliens that's, yep mm-hmm. yep so yeah i i expect uh hertz to have Obviously, his design runs, but like he'll probably have some good scramble room too. But part of that, so okay, I had I wrote in the doc that I had like a theory on what I think Kansas City could or should do. So Kansas, sorry, what Philly can and should do. So Philly runs a lot of two tight end, not not like all the time, but like they'll have games where they go like half or more of two tight end. They thought they do some games where they don't do much at all. I think this is going to be a game where we don't see much. And here's why. So, I would agree. Kansas City's got like two good corners with Sneed and McDuffie. They're not like infallible, but they're solid. And once you get to the third, it gets a lot more like a lot more specious. And especially you get to four, then it goes to shit. Um, I expect them to expect the Eagles to go three receiver a lot, so that either Sneed or McDuffie, who are the only two left who can really man the slot, so that one of them has to get wasted on Quez Watkins in the slot. And then that will free up either Devonta Smith or AJ Brown to get matched up with Jalen Watson, as opposed to just having them both on uh, McDuffie and Steed the whole time. Again, like they can, you know, get their wins, but it becomes a lot easier if it's, you know, Jalen Watson out there instead. And then with that, I think having that third receiver there instead of, you know, clumping it up with a second tight end also will open up more space, like in front of Hertz for those running lanes. So. That's kind of where I'm at with what I think Philly could do and find an advantage. And I'm sure, like, if I found that, like, not saying it's right, but, like, obviously that's something they've probably covered, too, at some point, if that's something I came across. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree with that, especially since blocking-wise, the 
Chief's best pressure isn't necessarily like coming around the outside there. Round the um, outside, round the, round the outside. outside. They got a a whole bunch of guys that are all like kind, like above average to good at rushing the passer, and that's mm -hmm. interior and exterior. But they don't have like two guys on the outside, not really, um, that are going to be there on every play because most likely the Chiefs are going to bring down people from the secondary on some sneaky blitzes. That's like Spagnolo will definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's a lot more likely you only see one tight end out there for Philly and it's probably Goddard mm -hmm. on, uh, yeah, I didn't on. really, yeah, I didn't really have like a strong Goddard take or lean or anything like he's Goddard. He'll make some good catches, good chance at a yeah. touchdown. Cause he's Goddard. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, like real lean on him between him and Kelsey. Like I would take Kelsey. Oh yeah, for sure. Kelsey's you like know. my favorite, like non quarterback in this game. Yeah. But like he's probably he might be a, a really good flex option, <laughs> to be mm -hmm. honest. Just because uh, you know the wide receiver bonanza might be a shit show. So take some of those big boys. You know are probably gonna get the ball. Like Goddard is pretty good for about eight targets with the potential of a touchdown. Like that's yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, Goddard's really good. So yeah. I was looking through like the touchdown odds. He's he's at like plus one eighty five. I think. Something like that, which isn't like amazing, but compa like comparatively, like you've got, he's definitely got the highest of like, uh, oh no, he's only plus one fifty. I think that was the same game, but he and Devonta are both plus one fifty, but like then you got like AJ Brown at like only one hundred five. Miles Sanders is minus one ten. Can I bet him to not score a right? touchdown? <laughs> I got the opposite of that. Wow, it's it's Miles Sanders. It comes in bunches. I would think it's more likely Goddard scores than Sanders. It's Miles Sanders. He went a whole year without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> the kid is plus 180. That's not bad. That's not bad. Mahomes is, Mahomes is plus 370. I don't hate that. Like, if you're banking on him to, like, run one in. Yeah. Use his, like, two runs. What's Hurts One of two at? to get in there. Uh, Hurts is minus 115. <laughs> the only, the yeah. only one lower is Kelsey at minus 135. Yeah. Which, man, makes, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vegas. But... How are you feeling about uh, Philly here? Any like, do you have any like lean on which receiver it's gonna be, or any like thoughts on how they're gonna attack? What? So what I've tried to kind of do is envision what Kansas City's gonna do here, and I think they're gonna try to get pressure on Hertz, sending down some creative blitz packages. Mm -hmm. Um, which to me, it's either gonna work and it's like their defense is just going to do really well, or it's only going to work some of the time, which is much more likely. Uh, so in that vein, I like Goddard as sort of the receiving guy, but I really do think that I like AJ Brown in this one. You need him to have like a good game. Yeah. Cause like they're going to be putting pressure on Hertz and he has to just be able to get the ball out to some of those guys to make the defense, you know, stop pressuring him so much mm -hmm. <laughs> Devonte is amazing but he's never gonna really be more than 20 yards down the field um so that's not gonna help their offense as much because those safeties are still gonna be behind it uh so i i do think that aj brown is gonna gonna have himself a pretty good game I definitely expect him to get a second quarter touchdown. Yeah, AJ Brown was my lean on like if I'm having to pick a receiver. Like it was kind of a tough one for me 
Um, I mean, he's great against man. Obviously, I don't know a ton of man, but he's good against man and zone. The big one for me, though, was his yak. Because one thing we talked about uh, previously was McDuffie, like, his some of his after-the-catch struggles. And, like, if like if we get A.J. Brown matched up on McDuffie, you know, one of those guys is great at getting yak, and one of those guys (laughs) struggles at stopping yak. Like, yeah, it's no good. Mm -hmm. Not good for McDuffie. (laughs) That that kind of like upside scenario was sort of the tiebreaker for me on the two, but I didn't have like I didn't have like a strong lean between them. Like they've both been amazing. Yeah, Uh, Devontae is just really good. So you know, never gonna poo poo his name. Uh, But I think I like AJ Brown better. And just this, for know, this yeah, yeah. Like he's uh, like they're both awesome, but he's what you call uh, a him. Yeah, he is him. He is him. And in um, that scenario, you want you want the him. Definitely so, want the him. And we're not talking singing. Isn't that but, the Powerpuff Girls villain too? Him. Um. Oh yeah. Wait, hold on. Powerpuff villain. Is it him? The one that's like a lobster. Yeah. Has like a high and a deep voice, like What's over his name? each other. Yep, him. Yep, you're right. <laughs> So <laughs> there's also obviously there's Mojo Jojo. There's Fuzzy Lumpkins. I forgot about I forgot about Fuzzy Lumpkins. Oh, of course. <laughs> Fuzzy Lumpkins is like a great name. So I just gotta I gotta mention that. that that's a like a that's name. that's genius. That's a genius creation. I think. I saw a little clip the other day about the uh, episode where they're teenagers, and it was cracking me up. It's like I didn't realize how like good and meta that was. It was like a great little bit from an episode of them, like basically like making fun of like how the show would be dumb if they were teenagers and cared about like boys and stuff <laughs> <laughs> lol and then, the gang green gang gang green gang it's kind of it's just the eagles right yeah oh no it's is the pa- jets is mahomes him then <laughs> he's him kind of <laughs> he does walk pretty weird yeah <laughs> he's in red odd voice odd I think voice we're to, i think we're on to something uh-oh <laughs> So were there uh, were there any specific bets you liked uh, from this game? I love first half Eagles, second half Chiefs. That right. sounds like such a slam dunk to me. Even if the Chiefs lose, just like them technically winning the second half and the Eagles technically winning the first half, just seems very likely to me. That Eagles' best quarter is the second quarter. We've seen them put up like forty points in that quarter alone, more or less. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs have two veteran coaches that have been in the Super Bowl before. Spagnolo has taken down fucking Brady before with his defensive schemes and second-half adjustments. So I know they're going to change some shit, like a lot, into the second mm-hmm. half that's going to really stop the uh, Eagles' offense, at least for a little while. Um, I think the game could have a similar vibe to that Rams-Buccaneers game, where Rams went up heavy, in this case Eagles, Bucks came all the way back, but then the Eagles did, and then that game, the Rams did get a chance, scored on like a long Cooper Cup touchdown, Mm -hmm. you know, saved the game for them, and they ultimately ended up winning. So that's like how I see the Eagles winning, if that were to happen. Um, it's going to be back and forth. That's my big bet is first half Eagles, second half Chiefs. Yeah, that tracks for both. One of the, so some of the bits I was looking at were probably more player prop-ish. Um, that's kind of like the realm I like to get into. So, um, it's, it's gonna, it always varies between same game parlay and then individuals, but the reception props are where I've kind of found 
what, at least to me, seemed like softer lines. So let me pull these back up because it changed when I did same game. Um, and you can also pick different amounts, but like Travis Kelsey's receptions, you can get it at. So you can get like seven plus for minus 190. It's pretty solid, I think. Oof, that's tough. Because minus 190 are not, they're not great. It's not yeah. horrible, but. Yeah, if, if you take it solo, <laughs> you can get the, the over six and a half for just minus 160. So a little better. Okay. But, so that that's one I like personally, just because of how I see them funneling a lot to Travis Kelsey here. Um, honestly, either the running backs, you could get um, McKinnon at two and a half and Pacheco at one and a half receptions. Like, you could, I would take either of those. I don't know if I'd take both together, but I think either are fine. Yeah, for sure. So, I might take then, both um, together on that. Yeah, and then. There, some of the Eagles ones, again, like maybe not all of them, but picking like one of them, like Devontae and Goddard are both four and a half. Goddard's is a minus 125. Then AJ Brown, you get five and a half or plus 115. So all decent options, I think, on the receptions front. On the Chiefs side, no. <laughs> to, Don't, uh, got it. If you're feeling lucky, go for it. But putting a bet on a Chiefs wide receiver is going to really, can, really tough. You can get Juju's for three and a half for... Like, exactly plus 100. It's not bad. That's pretty I, good. I could be okay with that one. That's a tougher one. But I would I would more so be inclined to some of these, like, yardage ones. Um, let's see. Pacheco over 48 and a half. Solid, I think. It's kind of tough, though, but not not too tough. Yeah. Let's see. Receiving yards. I, I think I took a Kelsey over in pretty much any variation I've seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a little higher now, but it, it, it was, like... I think it was like around 75. It's a little higher now, like 77 and a half. But at one point it was a little lower. But, you know, it's yeah, Fandle, it's even higher. Um, and you can, again, like the running backs, I don't know, it probably won't let you do either, but like Pacheco, 15 and a half receiving yards. McKinnon, 20 and a half receiving yards. I like the Pacheco over 15 and a half a lot, personally. I do too. He's good at catching the ball. Yeah. Also, here's an under. Uh, Miles Sanders under 60.5 yards rushing. Oh, God. I actually like that. Yeah. It was definitely lower earlier in the week. It was I feel like earlier in the week I saw it at like forty eight and a half and I was like, oof, that's that's a little even too low for yeah, me. Yeah, that's pretty tough. But yeah, 60... now you can get it. Yeah, I'll fandle at sixty one and a half. So I, I like that's an under I like. I've had I know unders like everything you hear is like, oh unders are technically better, but I always have a tough time getting my brain to like go to the unders because like I like to focus on like, okay, where's the attack spot? But I don't know if any of the receiving unders on these Chiefs guys are like juicy. That's all probably so low. Yeah, there aren't really any like on like total is high enough to feel good about an under. But I, I think that I think that Miles rushing under is solid well, because Gainwell has had a really good playoff stretch, so he's gonna get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you Boston Scott exists. <laughs> then you have Jalen Hurts scrambling and picking up yards with his legs, like. Sanders might not have 12 carries to get 60 yards. Yeah, and then the Chiefs are solid against running backs. So yeah, so I definitely like the under on that. Yeah, I've done I've done some varying levels of props where I've like combined like a couple things. Like when I get like free bets for odds boost, I'll combine more like more things. But yeah, so the the that mile that miles under is one of my favorites. I think that and some of those reception ones, like taking like one or like basically like take a miles under and like a Pacheco receiving over whether it be receptions or yards. And then like 
Goddard over receptions or something together. You can like put that together kind of nicely. Yeah, let me let me turn that on and see the exact odds I can get from that. All right, rushing props. Miles Sanders. Oh, you you could take a juiced under too, but all right, I can get under sixty four and a half for minus one twenty in the same game. It changes it changes the odds up a little bit when you do the same game parlays because it has to like get the correlations and stuff and right. alter its odds a bit. Let's see Pacheco. I'm gonna go to his receptions. I'm glad they didn't have receptions in the same game parlays at first. Boo. Yeah, but they, they got added it now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you can go, yeah, you need to do Goddard 4 plus, and that gets you to t- plus 240 on the parlay, or you can go Goddard 5 plus, and it gets you to plus 300 on the parlay. Eh, I think I'd take, I would take the 4 plus maybe and get me to t- uh, 240. So you need Pacheco, 2 or more receptions, Goddard 4 or more receptions, and Miles under 64 and a half yards. That gets you to plus 240. That's uh, pretty I'll, good. I will, you know what? I'll put my money where my mouth is, put it, put, I'm putting that in right now. All right. Yeah, I kind of like that on all those mm-hmm. there's just i mean so a big part of that for me is just not only game script wise um and the chief's defense but kenneth gainwell has had a very good playoff yeah series in general yeah San- sanders isn't getting a ton of touches in general he's really not <laughs> i do expect a heavy dosage of gainwell because you know what he does <laughs> he gains well he gains well baby <laughs> gotta love the fitting names i love it but um before we close out though anything else you want to add in on any of these players matchups other bets any fancy stuff well i think we should do a score prediction Mm. on an over under guess here at at 51 dude this over under is like perfect i feel like yeah i kind of think it's it's really really good I, I was writing, so I've got an article up on the website that I, I put up earlier. I said, I, this, I'm i like, I could totally see 27-24 in the exact overhitting. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose, like, if you forced me to pick, I would take the over. I hope so. I hope it's an exciting, fun Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these are both really solid offenses and, like, yeah. fine but not stellar defenses, I think. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I really hope it's it's over. Um, but I'm obviously not super confident in it. A lot of times the Super Bowl ends up not being as like amazing of a game because, mm-hmm. you know, you have two teams that are on, you know, complete opposite sides of the the division spread, so they don't really have much... You, you don't have a whole lot of even similar games you feel like you can go off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I'll lean over. That, that seems Lean pretty. over what? <laughs> uh, over 51 <laughs> over 51 lean over and turn off my mic we're done <laughs> roger <laughs> guys the aaron Ro- the aaron rogers thing is cracking me up with the, the four days in the dark room i know right i'm like bruh what do you think the rest of us do <laughs> four days the that's thing nothing. is that's like one of the least dumb things he said in a while <laughs> like of all his like you talk about like he's like now like alt medicine like natural hippie rogers yeah like, he talked about all his like really weird like covid cure ideas but this one's at least like okay i'm like you know like a lot you know monks practice solitude like a lot of hermits practice a lot of people like practice like isolation and stuff like that you know that's like a uh, it's yeah. not like uh it's not common but it's like a lot more normal like it makes sense like oh go spend a little bit of time just totally away from everything 
Right. No, no phone, no nothing. Layer, Isolation. Yeah. Let your mind be free. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness, I think, is what it's called when you like let yeah. thoughts pass by and don't don't pay attention to them. So you know, like that's not. It's still a little hippy dippy, but it's not like you know doing ayahuasca in the desert, tripping and <laughs> drinking cactus juice. <laughs> that's something like. I feel like that is something I could see like a right like a songwriter doing like it's like an artist who's like got bad writer's block just go oh, to like yeah. that dark room for a few days. Reset. That's definitely been the plot of a few movies. Oh, I was gonna say the ayahuasca trip in the in the desert. Like <laughs> we got to go to the desert, man. <laughs> Take some of the holy water and let the creative juices flow. Man. That's definitely that's not... been the plot of a few movies. <laughs> that that sounded a lot like uh, Argyle from uh, Stranger Things this season. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know if that was intentional or not, or just subconscious. He was the no, first yeah. thing we thought of. That's just one of them. I was thinking more of like Cheech and Chong, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, that's good too. Don't deny till you try pineapple on pizza, Marty. I did not inhale. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess to wrap it up, I will take the Chiefs. In a comeback victory in the second half, being down to Philly in the first half at a score of... And since I'm going to take the over, I'm going to say like 31-20. Dang it. Do I take the plain Jane 27-24? Do I go 28-27? Oh, man. All right, so I think I might go plain Jane 27-24. Eh. Right, no, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 31-27. Okay. What did you say? What was yours? 31-28. Okay, so <laughs> it's a matter of touchdowns or field goals. I guess the Eagles don't get a lot of field goals. They don't, but their kicker is so good, and he's never yeah. missed in the postseason. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> shit, maybe I should change mine. Maybe didn't, they get like uh, a didn't, didn't the Bengals draft um, Elliott right when we were talking about that earlier? I think so. It's <laughs> kind of funny. At least they have a good kicker of their own now. Yeah. So. Money Mac, baby. But anyway... That'll wrap us up for uh, our Super Bowl preview. It's our last one of the season, man. I know. And then we get a whole month of where's Aaron Rodgers going? <laughs> is Brady really retired? Oh, man. <laughs> this next month is kind of the hibernation month. Yes. So, so I actually am going to do what Rodgers does with football. And I like mm-hmm. to do that every year where I kind of go in a dark room. Process the season. Yeah, take I a think- little break. One thing I want to do this year, I guess I'll just mention now, is I want to go back at some point and look at the records, like at mid-season for 2022, and just be like, yeah, at this point in time, we thought this team was really good, and then they weren't. Just sort of like to help me with planning what to expect, because we did a pretty good job of that this year. We were like, oh, the Bengals are not going to start off well, but they're going to be really dangerous by mid-season, you know? Uh, the Jags turning it on was kind of one. That was one. Oh my god, everyone thought they were just Garbo by midseason. Yeah, I'm resident Jags stan here. Um, <laughs> but with that, we're going to jag off. Um, hey. And we will... Uh, I don't know when we'll be back, but in the meantime, until the Super Bowl starts, you could find a current article up. I'll probably post another one specifically for DFS. I'll talk about DraftKings, talk about Super Draft. Maybe talk about FanDuel. We'll see. And uh, I might add in any any bets we, we talked about, too. I'll probably mention that uh, that little three-way, the three-leg parlay I had. But in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. 
You can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com, on Twitter at mozzieandthemuscle, and uh, thanks for tuning in.